Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out to Peekappy Podcast. We're back on the regular path. Last last episode, we took a detour to visit a Pokemon Chronicles episode, um, and we're not actually sure where we ended up in time and space, but we learned a few things about Meowth, so that was great. But now we're back in time in Hoenn, and if you're if you're new to this podcast, the scope is ideally to go through every episode of the franchise in order sometimes that works out a little funky because of release dates and weird shorts that take place out of time but i'm happy to be back talking about ash we're on advanced generation episode 19 sharpedo attack before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor to keep you updated with Pokemon stuff when I'm not releasing episodes. Um, PokePress went to Pokemon Worlds. So if you were so unfortunate as to not get to go, it looks like everyone had a great time. Stevens posted several videos of his trip there. There's a tour, chatting with some cosplayers, an interview with the senior TCG winner, so for those of us living these events vicariously through the internet, we have been well served. You can check out all those videos at PokePress on YouTube or at their blog page, pokepress.blogspot.com. can follow those links or I'll also have links on my blog page and I'll tell you that info at the end of the episode. And let us get into this episode. We have been apart from Ash for too long. Episode 19, Sharpedo Attack. Like I said, we're back with Ash and Company riding the Wingle boat to Duford Island. The sea air is ruffling through their hair. Mr. Briny is having a blast, and so is his Wingle, Pico. The kids let out their Pokemon so they can all have fun too. And May wants some downtime to go swimming and actually enjoy the ocean. Like, let's stop at a beach. And Ash, you know, wants a gym battle as soon as humanly possible. These two will forever be at odds. And unfortunately for Ash, who has held up admirably over getting derailed from his let's get to Duford Island for a gym battle goal, uh, his Pokemon right now are all, like, just relaxing and sleeping and, like, not motivated, really. <laughs> so it's not like they'd be very effective in a battle at this state, like, even if they did arrive at Duford Island in the evening, they'd probably still need a day to rest. Ash's friends point out, like, he just won a badge, like, give it a few episodes. His Pokemon need a break. So May wins, um, or Max wins. Turns out he's honing his powers of manipulation. He wants a, a beach day, too. Either way, it's fun and sun for the day. 
There is a nearby island with a secluded beach, perfect for a getaway. Uh, This island doesn't even have a name. It's just a slab of rock and sand in the middle of nowhere. Mr. Briney found it when he was young. Probably not a lot of people know about it even. May gets a chance to use one of the swimsuits she bought in Rustboro City. She needs every opportunity. She's got a different swimsuit every time I see her. Little fashionista, that one. Though I should point out, Ash also owns rather a lot of swimsuits. I think May and Don must buy them for him, like, like they're ashamed to be seen with his poor fashion choices otherwise. In my head, that's how it works. Um, but May and Max get changed, and they jump into the water right away. Ash and Brock stay on deck for a bit with the Pokemon, and are therefore safe when this episode suddenly turns into the set of Jaws. May and Max are surrounded by shark-like Pokemon, Sharpedo, and they don't look very happy. I would say I, it's rare to find a picture of a shark that does look happy and not, you know, terrifying, but the, these ones, you know, there's a lot of growling, so. Now here, Mr. Briny has Pico fly into the fray and, and tells the kids to each grab a hold of one of Pico's legs, and the bird Pokemon will hover lift them out of there. And I do have a little trouble buying that. Like, I know there are a lot of Pokemon that can learn fly that should not under any circumstances be able to carry a passenger. But still, that Pico cannot just carry me and Max, but, like, drag them by its feet. It feels a little... It feels like it should have dislocated a shoulder or something. But at least the episode is showing that it is a struggle for Pico, like... A Sharpedo might take off their ankles. The poor Wingle is not getting any height. Just enough to clear the heads of the Sharpedo. Um, and Talo helps to fight off the Sharpedo a bit, because uh, one could jump and May's lost a leg. But even so, one of the Pokemon kind of slices next to Max and gives him a nice little scrape. Sharpedo's rough skin. Um, it's very painful, apparently, but Max's tears are calmed by the realization that he's feeling stuff he's only read about before. Silver linings. May tries to cuss out the Sharpedo for ruining her swimsuit. It's like, it's alright, kid, you got like 500 more. (laughs) While all this is going down, Ash is, like, totally ignoring his friend's plight, like Max is bleeding in the corner and he's googling Sharpedo. It's like, I gotta find out more. Um, these Pokemon are what they sound like. They're mini sharks. All, all the dangerous part. <laughs> Sharp fangs, known as the gangs of the sea. Isn't that Team Aqua? And it might as well be. The Sharpedo start attacking the boat. Uh, but luckily, uh, Mr. Briny gets them out of the water and onto the island itself. The Sharpedo can't follow them on land, so they can have not watery beach adventures. And later, around the campfire, Ash says, I never knew camping out on a deserted island could be so fun. And I'm like, really? Ash, haven't you done this before? Is this your selective memory loss kicking in again? Feels like he has had deserted island beach campouts before. But thinking it through, a lot of Ash's camping out on island stories do tend to involve him being marooned. So maybe it's a fair point. Or he's just being polite, either way. Looks like they're all having a great time. (laughs) If only we could figure out what's up with those Sharpedo. 
Brock thinks it's it's weird that the Sharpedo formed a group. He says they usually act independently. So why are they all ganging up on some poor travelers? Even now, they're circling the bay, trapping them there. And Ash is like, no problem, we'll battle our way out. And Max is like, no, idiot. There, There's too many of them. Although I'm with Ash, I think Pikachu's thunder in the ocean should faint everything right on the spot. But Brock has another idea. He noticed that one of the Sharpedo was a lot bigger than its buddies. That one's probably the leader. So really, they just have to deal with that one. And if they can beat it in a one-on-one battle, the other Pokemon might even start taking orders from the human kids. So it's an interesting thought. It involves battling, so Ash is down. And hopefully Ash has better luck with that than Team Rocket, uh, who also tries to battle the Sharpedo from their sub, and they get one point for a clean hit. <laughs> Thank you, Subiper. But that's it. They're shark bait. The Sharpedo send them blasting off, and as they fly through the air, Team Rocket sees the twerps camping on the beach, and that strengthens their resolve. They're not out of the episode yet. Well, by morning, Ash and the company has cooked up a plan to separate the boss, Sharpedo, from its friends. A plan that may have been inspired by that racing that they did on Altamar. Ash has got Talo and Pico pulling him in a makeshift water chariot. And he's he's basically the bait. He's like, hey, Sharpedo, can't catch me. And he's zipping all over the ocean. The idea is once he's got all the, the gang Sharpedo out of the bay, Mr. Briny and the others will pull a small barrier across the opening just to keep the fishies out and keep the leaders separated. And this plan was simple, enough to work, except the older Leto Sharpedo is crafty. It just kind of chilled and waited to see what was up, and sure enough, the humans are pulling something. It starts ramming the barrier before it's fully closed, like it's not letting them get away with this. And May gets pulled into the water. Sharpedo nearly ruins swimsuit number two. But luckily, Brock calls out uh, Lotad to save her. So May gets pulled into shore. The barrier's up. Lotad is battling Sharpedo. One of these things is kind of worrisome, being that Lotad's, you know, Lotad. It kind of doesn't have battling down yet, or, or water gun, really. But miraculously, despite some false starts and ending up in Sharpedo's mouth at one point, Lotad wins the battle. Sharpedo keels over after one successful water gun. And the kids on the beach don't want to dismiss their good fortune, but they kind of can't believe that worked. Upon closer inspection, it seems Sharpedo may have been poisoned in a previous encounter. Dr. Brock investigates. They don't have a lot of supplies on the island to cure poisoning, though, and Brock actually apologizes for not being a doctor. I gotta wonder, like, how early did the idea for his eventual career change start kicking around the writer's room? Like, were people kind of tossing that out there as a possible option this early in the series? And, you know, was it was it hanging on the back burner as like, well, at whatever point we do need to phase Brock out of the series, this could be a, a next step for him? I don't know. Like, I just... I'm curious as to when that possibility first got suggested. It makes you wonder, because there seem to be a lot of instances where Brock foreshadows his his shift into Pokemon doctoring instead of Pokemon breeding. Although even from the beginning, Pokemon breeding 
tended to have a lot of overlap with some of the tasks of being a doctor or a nurse, and also nutritionist, massage therapist. Pokemon breeding encapsulates a lot of different skill sets, it seems. But whatever the case, it is nice to see that it is a natural choice for the character, even if they hadn't been thinking about it this early. Like, Brock has had a lot of reasons to consider becoming a Pokemon doctor, and it's just nice to see that however late in the game they made that decision, it wasn't arbitrary. Like, this is definitely something this character would do. Um, But Brock stays up all night with Sharpedo, keeping it comfortable, encouraging it, trying to give Sharpedo's body every chance to heal the poison effect on its own. And in the anime, sometimes that does work. As well, it does in real life. A little, it is a little worrisome. The stakes are high. It's not, it's not like it's just gonna faint and they've gotta tow it to the Pokemon Center. So it's it's very generous of Brock to try to keep taking care of it and, and giving it the care he can without medicine. And Brock has excellent bedside manner, so I feel optimistic about Sharpedo's chances. And yes, in the morning, Sharpedo is feeling a lot better. It wakes up to find Brock draped over it, fast asleep. And it's touched. It curls a fin around Brock, like, to hug him. It's so adorable. Uh, But nap time is interrupted. Team Rocket breaks through the wooden barrier with the Magikarp sub, and they throw a net over both Sharpedo and Pikachu. Some impressive network. Those two were nowhere near each other, but (laughs) they managed. What a way to wake up in the morning. Uh, But remember, Team Rocket, they fought the Sharpedo gang earlier with Saviper. It turns out that Poison Tail is what was making Sharpedo sick. And I mean, Ash and Brock are very angry about this. It is Team Rocket's fault, technically. But this is one place I'd call it just a battle accident. You know, let Team Rocket off the hook. Like, as James points out, the Sharpedo are kind of aggressive, It's like the one time in the show where they attacked Team Rocket first. Like, what else were they gonna do but fight back with their Pokémon and their Pokémon's attacks and their Pokémon happen to be poison types? Like, it's not like there was a choice to stay around and help the Pokémon after. Given that it's Team Rocket, they probably would not have, but, like, even the most kind-hearted Pokémon trainer, even if it were Ash, like, this situation could have been him, so feel like it's not fair to point fingers. But right now, though, there is no question Team Rocket is being the bad guy. They need to be battled and sent blasting off, and Ash and Pikachu are ready once Lotad uh, cuts it and Sharpedo free with a razor leaf. Like, they are so ready. But you know, maybe they don't have to do anything. There is a whole school of Sharpedo out there in the bay that want to save their boss, and they've been locked out all night just, you know, staring through the barrier like is he gonna be okay who is this kid he doesn't have a medical license so the sharpedo are raring to go and get revenge on team rocket and they take care of them quickly quickly and soundly um as for the kids they've all made friends with the sharpedo now so no more rough skin to worry about they can play and pet the pokemon all day long um And I didn't get to see this episode in Japanese. The English dialogue kind of suggests that as you get to know a Pokemon better, their 
their abilities, like say rough skin, like whenever you make contact with a Sharpedo, its its skin will basically hurt you. Like that those will unconsciously stop affecting you because you've become friends with it. Which is an interesting concept. Like I would have thought it would be more of a conscious choice. Like because the Sharpedo are friends with the kids, like the Sharpedo are playing gentle. It, it, I, it never occurred to me that it's an ability that can be shut off. It's it's kind of just a weird wording, really. And the sort of thing, like, I might have accepted with Pikachu's static, but with rough skin, like, their skin is going to be their skin no matter what. So, like I said, I didn't get to see the Japanese episode to see if that was, like, something lost in translation, like a little nuance or something. But either way, the the important fact is, because the Sharpedo are friends with the kids... Like, they can play nicely together and no one gets hurt. And whatever the case, like, something like that would explain why Ash isn't, like, constantly living in a state of, like, twitching from Pikachu's static. (laughs) That Pikachu, like, either consciously because he cares or unconsciously, again, because he cares, is not inflicting paralysis on all of his friends every time they touch. Um, but the Sharpedo, like, they're such good friends with the kids, they actually follow them all the way to Duford Island. Like, that's kind of fun. Um, we never actually found out why all the Sharpedo were in a group, because Brock was saying that's kind of unusual for them. Um, and I, I wonder if that was, like, kind of a flaw in the script writing. Like, maybe at some point the reveal would be because the boss Sharpedo is sick, like, all the other Sharpedo in the bay kind of banded together to take care of it. Which doesn't make sense because they were already a gang long before Team Rocket appeared on the scene. So we never really figure it out. But then again, Pikachu not going in a Pokeball is also unusual. So it could be that these Sharpedo are just different different from the pack. Or or the opposite of that, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess there's all types in this world. One thing I know, Ash has got to be just itching for a gym battle. And now he's arrived on the very shores of the gym. So get ready. That that episode will not be long coming. He, ha- he has waited long enough. He has put up with a lot of distractions. <laughs> if you want to comment on all Ash's side tours and distractions, you can visit pcappypodcast.blogspot.com or send an email to pcappypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at pcappypodcast. And you can also find us on iTunes or wherever podcasts are distributed. Again, searching pcappypodcast. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all next time. This has been Pcappy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. <laughs>